Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Tuesday night. You're listening to Off Our Game. This is the best little unknown sports podcast you've never heard of. My name is Brian Cook, and I am here with the master of disaster himself, Kerry Mullins. Kerry, what's going on, man? Not much, brother. What's happening? Uh, not much, you know, just hanging out, getting ready to do this little show we do every week, having a good time with you. And uh, we're not going to have our other associate this week, Brandon Sosa. He is out on assignment. Out in the mountains somewhere. He's in the clouds. Doing something, I'm sure, um, suspect somewhere. I don't know who goes to the mountains and eat tacos, but apparently Brandon Sosa goes to the mountains and eats tacos. I mean, you should be able to eat tacos wherever you want. Well, it, it least Taco Tuesday. It's it's not Taco Monday. So he could have waited. It is Tuesday, isn't it? It is Tuesday. I'm an idiot. Well, wow, there you, you go. You just even said it. I just said it was Tuesday. Wow. That's Taco Tuesday. There you go. That shows you how much wow. I know. Well, I'm hoping he's having a good time. We'll, we're missing him this week and maybe next week, but, uh, you know, we'll be back in full strength here very shortly. So what's going on this week for you, man? Everything been going all right? Yeah, it's been going pretty good. Just staying busy. Uh, got back on my uh, CrossFit workouts. And so, yeah, I'm dying. Oh, when, when did you do your first one? <laughs> Yesterday. Uh, so you're yeah. sore today, I guess. And I went back again today. Yeah. So I, I do it at lunchtime. And yeah, I am... Oh. I'm How pretty was that sure. going back at lunch today? How was the lactic acid buildup? Was it? Too it bad? actually felt really good to get back in there and get loose and you know stretch things out. So it felt really good. That's good. So I, I, I what's the most difficult good... thing you've been doing so far with the CrossFit? What's the most difficult challenge you've had with it so far? Dude, getting the like the we did some uh, power cleans today, and I just have a hard time getting the power clean right. Yeah, is it just a and so is it just a form type thing or yes, is it just yeah just yeah. just the way you need to do it to make it the most efficient and not hurt yourself. So I'm yeah. not using a whole lot of weight uh, right now just because number one I I got to get the feel of that down before I you know really add weight and because I don't want to hurt myself. That's the last thing. No, I we do. we don't want any more injuries. We don't want to be old men like Brandon had hurt backs and compressed disc. Exactly. Yeah. Can't have that going on. So yeah. So any of that, the power cleans or you know the uh, the overheads and stuff like that. I just I'm really having to concentrate on the technique. So. That's but it's cool, been man. interesting. I've thought about trying CrossFit. I'm just scared to death of what my knees will do. Maybe once I get my running legs back under me and I get back in in non COVID shape, maybe I right. can. Uh, experiment with it i'm uh, working on my garage currently i'm getting things set ready to go. it's just so daggum hot out there man there's no Dude, it's very hot no ac and with the heat index the way it's been lately i don't want to go in the garage and work out i normally enjoy the heat and normally like that old school vibe where you're sweating your butt off and just sweat going everywhere and you're just working out hard i usually like that but man it's like 115 degrees outside with the heat right. index and <laughs> i'm sure inside that garage it's probably like 125 130 if not more so it, it gets pretty warm at lunch time it's not too bad um, you know, whenever I have to start working out after work, man, that's, that'll be even worse. But you know, at lunchtime, it's still like mid nineties and they got big fans in there. So it's not too bad. Well, you know, you're our resident meteorologist. When are we getting our first cold front? If it was up to me, I'd say next week, but, uh, week. yeah, October, you know that. Oh man. God, it needs to hurt me get here. I'm, yeah. I'm ready for cold weather already. This is just ridiculously too hot. It's just been ridiculous. Yes. My AC just runs all day long. It, it starts running at about 9 a.m. and it doesn't shut off until 10 o'clock at night. Yep. Not good. I'm not looking forward to that uh, electric bill. <laughs> for real. Anyways, let's let's get to some sports, man. You ready to get started? Let's do it, brother. All right, man. We're going to start off with what you started out with, man. We'll go with, with your story. Go ahead and hit us up. All right. Uh, my little uh, story this week is Tiger Woods uh, set to return to action this week. 
um, at the Memorial Tournament, and it'll be the first time he's played. Um, you know, re- golf returned about a month ago, so a lot of these guys have been playing already, but Tiger Woods had a hurt back, so he's been uh, out for a little while, And but he's returning this, this week after being off for five months. Um, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. I've always, you know, no matter what, I've, I've always been a Tiger fan. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how well he does. Um, some experts are saying that, you know, it's a good chance he might, won't even make the cut. And then some of them say he might do really well. So it'll be interesting to really see what happens. He may not make the cut. They think he's that rusty that he may not make the cut. There's been a few times he's, he's come back after a back injury that he didn't make the cut uh, on his first uh, match coming back. But he actually was playing pretty well before he hurt his back again. Um, he's he's always had back problems off and on for many years now. When did he hurt his back? Because I know he was doing that that thing with Peyton Manning and Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady, and he played in that. When, did right. he hurt after that? Or it was uh, let's see, I think it was right about that time. Uh, wow. No, no, I take that back. So he only played one round with those guys. Okay. Um, and so it was well before that. So was that maybe just kind of like him working back into it? I mean, I saw yeah. him riding golf carts, you know, so it wasn't like he was having right. to walk the course or anything. Right. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I love Tiger Woods. I can remember watching him back when he was in college. Uh, Spells introduced me to watching Tiger Woods. He goes, you got to watch this kid. He's like a, I think he was like a sophomore in college or something like that. He's, <clears throat> he said, yeah, he's already won the national championship once. Watch this. He's probably going to win it again. We started watching him then. And, you know, he just, he was already a phenom then and just blew up and, you know, became worldwide at that point. But. Right. I, I, I always take Tiger against the field. I would at least. And, and who knows what this guy, I mean, he's been the greatest golfer of all time, probably, but what, what would he have done if he had not been injured, you know? Exactly. Not well, that's just problem. it. You know, he's, he's taken a lot of time off, uh, had from injuries and then, you know, other things that have gone on in his life. Um, and the dude is still tied for the most wins in golf history with Sam Snead at 82 wins. So yeah, this is insane. Yeah. He could probably play for another 10 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, at least before he goes to the senior tour, you know, he could play another 10 years on the, on the main tour probably who knows how many wins he'll scratch out in the next 10 years. But you know, there's always a shot with tiger. You just never know Yeah, that you can catch lightning in a bottle any weekend and win a, and win a major. It, it, it's not out of the question with for him for sure. And anytime he's on, he's on TV, especially during major time, it's must watch TV. You got to watch it. You got to see what Tiger's going to do. Well, that's another thing that'll be kind of interesting with him coming back too is, you know, they don't allow any fans out there. So you, I was wondering, you know, before, you know, he has hordes of people following him all over the course when he plays. So now he doesn't have that. Is that better or worse for him? I bet he'll be able to get locked in and not have any distractions. That might be better for That's him. That's kind of what I was thinking. Might be bad news for the tour because if he less, gets locked in, then he's, he's man. Yeah. Less pressure, uh, less distractions. So it would be kind of interesting to see how he reacts to that. I agree. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. And that's uh, it's always fun to watch Tiger on TV, especially when there's nothing else really on TV right now. So Right, exactly. That's... It'll be a must-see TV <laughs> this weekend. I'll be making sure i got my DVR set and watching it over the evening times and, and all that good stuff. Yep. All right, man, let's move on to the next subject. Uh, yeah, what you got? This week. I, got the, uh, I got the whole football chaos thing going on this week. Ivy League canceled fall sports. Big Ten and the Pac-12 announced they're doing conference schedules only. JUCOs have moved their season to the spring. Major college football appears to be moving towards the spring as well. More and more every day, it seems like that's what we're moving towards, that we're going to be playing football in the spring for college. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I'm not looking forward to it moving to the springtime, but if that's what they got to do, you know, that's what's going to happen. It may be kind of a blessing in disguise because 
what happens every year? You get all the football during the fall time, pro in college, and it's over by the first weekend of February, and then you've got nothing. Oh, it's true. Except for that little game basketball, whatever. Eh, nobody cares about basketball. Nobody cares about anyway. basketball. So now maybe we're going to have the pro games during the fall and then college during the spring. It might be kind of fun. You know, that would be kind of cool. You know, we got, we got the NFL going through the fall. Super Bowl comes up. You know, about that time, college football's kicking off. And then you only have like a two-month layoff before training camp opens again for NFL. Yeah. So that, it, that could it might be really kind nicely. of interesting. Um, I can't wait I, to see what happens with these teams, with these players who are, you know, does the NFL move the draft for the, for the league? You know, do they move it for the, for the college? players do these college players end up sitting out because they know they're going to be top picks in the draft coming up yeah I'm that's, how that shakes up the college landscape how is that going to work out um for instance i got to thinking about that so if these guys do get uh moved to spring and the top guys decide not to play because the NFL is not going to move their draft. So um, Deion Sanders' son, I don't know if you saw that, but he announced uh, his choice to be uh, Florida Atlantic. I saw that. I was a little surprised by that. Very surprised. That. So do you think – In fact, if, I think they said that was the, the highest recruit they'd ever gotten. Yeah, he's the, a top-10 quarterback. Yeah. So, so, you know, did he choose to go there because he knows he's going to get playing time right away? you know, instead of, you know, Georgia or Michigan or wherever, or in, and if they do move the season to spring and some of these guys that are starters on these teams decide not to play because they want to go in the draft, maybe he switches to one of the bigger schools. It's very possible. It's very possible. Or here's a, here, what about this? What if he plays in the spring and then immediately plays in the fall? That's two years right there, right? Well, I guess it would be two years anyways, if he played next fall anyways, but he'd be two years removed. But I don't know if that's, if he'd be 20 years old yet or not, but it'll be interesting to see how he does. So Florida Atlantic always seems to put a tough squad together. They always seem to be a little underrated here and there. They always sneak up and bite people here and there. So it'll be interesting right. to see how he uh, fits in there. And maybe he's a day one starter. I don't know. He's yeah. pretty talented. I know that. But I mean, that's like a major, a major deal if they move to spring fall. Because really you is. get these guys, you know, are they going to change who they want to play for or are they going to keep it going? So. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if there's any transfers like that because you got these guys. And then will the NCAA allow the transfers too? You know, I'm sure right. there'll be some sort of special rec uh, considerations because of COVID-19 and all that junk. I'm sure there'll be some special considerations, but it really could throw the landscape into some sort of chaos. You know, so you got Trevor Lawrence not, not playing. What if you got, you know, some of the Alabama players who are not playing? I mean, Alabama is always loaded, but. It could affect teams like AM. Guys who don't have the the huge depth but have nice talent at the top of the depth chart. Yep. If those guys are, you know, looking at or even being sniffed at uh, first three rounds or four rounds of picking, they can't I would I would I would sit out, I think. Um, especially with that kind of money. Yeah. And that's gonna be a lot of players. Yeah, it could be a lot of players. So that it's it's it'll be great. If they decide to move, it's gonna be super crazy. So it could, you could end up like a imagine like end up like a TCU versus, you know, what's another Boise State, or I'm sorry, T well, I guess North Dakota State wouldn't be available. Wouldn't yeah, be eligible they can't for it, do that. <laughs> you have like TCU versus like Boise State for the national championship or in the semifinals of the playoffs or something like that. It'd be wild. It'll be crazy. Yeah. I, you know, TCU is one of those teams that they could do that. Yep. Could make a run if they if these teams start dropping talent. Those guys are always got a lot of talent on their team. They just don't have a lot of depth. And I think a lot of their team is pretty young. So and you can talk, talk to these guys, say, hey, look, here's your chance. Exactly. And if you yeah. stay, you got a good chance to win. Yeah, let's let's make a run. Let's get a national title for, for our team here. We can we can do this. You know, these guys are dropping out. Let's let's make a run and take advantage of it. It'll yeah, be interesting so. to see. I, I look forward to football, period. But uh, like you said, I kind of like the suggestion you had of, hey, man, we'll have football in the fall. We'll have football in the spring. And then two months later, bam, we got NFL starting right back up again. Yeah, as a fan, it could, it could be <clears throat> very beneficial. 
Um, it could be. I, and I also know the SEC, I think they met today or was it yesterday? And, you know, they've pretty much said they're staying the course right now. So they're, you know, in their minds, they're not changing anything. They're not going to drop the uh, non-conference schedule and they're not going to, uh, and they're not deciding to for spring ball. So I think uh, at the minimum, moving to an all-conference schedule is just imminent. I, I think they're going to have to. I think everybody's going to do it. And even if they're the last ones, they're going to have to fall in line with it. Well, another interesting thing is I, I read that uh, they said A&M, if they did go to an all-conference schedule, and a shorter schedule, uh, say 10 games or nine games, wherever they go, um, could be very beneficial to A&M because they've, they've got the talent uh, that's been there and played together. So not playing in the spring hasn't hurt them as bad as some of these other teams. So uh, some of the some of the Aggie guys are talking like this could be very beneficial if they drop the non-conference schedule. This would be the year A&M run, makes a run and wins a national championship and then everybody will say it's illegitimate because of all the different right. things. You know, they'll hear all the crap and garbage over it the entire time. That'd be about right. Yeah, that's the way it would work out. That's how it always seems to happen for us. Well, um, let's move on to the next one. That, we'll see what happens with that college football. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Well, this, this last weekend there was a nice little uh, – fight that uh, yourself, myself, and Sosa got to, to watch together. We watched the uh, USC 251. There was a lot of things that happened that night with the preliminary card and the main card. There was some good fights. There was some good fights. What were, you, what were some of your impressions from USC 251? What were some of your highlights that you really enjoyed? Uh, I would say really every fight, but the last one was really exciting, um, action-packed, uh, fast. Um, so, you know, the last fight uh, with uh, Usman was just – and that's just his fighting style. He's just a bruiser, you know, grappler. He doesn't want to stand toe to toe with anybody. He just wants to ground and pound you. And, yeah, and that's his style. Grounds and pounds, and yeah, I really hate the foot stomps. I can't. That's that's the one thing that was driving me. That it was with him. That was the biggest thing. The foot stomp thing was driving me crazy. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's part of the. It's part of the fight. It's part of the game. But man, that was driving me nuts. Yeah, I, I and it just made the whole match just boring. You know, he, it's like watching Floyd Mayweather. You know, he's yeah. affected. He's going to, you know, he's 99% of the time he's going to win, but man, he's a boring, boring boxer to watch. Yeah. Unless but, you're just one of these guys who just love technical garbage like that. Yeah. But outside of that, all the rest of the fights were really good. Um, Thug Rose, that was a great fight. Uh, I don't know if, if Thug Rose wins that fight if it goes another two minutes. Man, she was, she was tired. It was, she was running, running out of gas and she was starting to take a pounding. Uh, that last yeah, round, she was coming really, back, man. Yeah. She was, that last round, she was really bringing it to her, so, man. Yeah, if that would have been some kind of title fight where they went five rounds, yeah, probably probably would have lost it. It was an interesting um, but fight. It was entertaining. What was your thoughts about the uh, – we'll, we'll get to this one. We were talking about this before the show. What do you think about that Jan Aldo non-stoppage? Dude, he was that just was pounding crazy. on that crazy. Pounding that, and pounding, making his head look like a pinata. I, I hope that ref got, you know, um, at least a good talking to. You know, I hate to say it that way, but, you know, if, if he doesn't get – fined or suspended or something like that um, he, he let that match go way too long he could have got that man killed it easily he really could have yeah yeah Aldo was taking a pounding and you could and, tell I mean the announcers were going oh man this is you know I'm not usually one yeah. to call for stoppage at this point you got to call the stoppage and even a couple times when 
when uh, he was being hit on, when Yama's hitting him, he was, you know, even kind of like almost hesitant with the look at the referee, like, are, are, are you calling yeah. us? We're still going, you know, what's exactly. going on? You know, and he's, he just had, had to keep going. Cause you know, the whistle had him in blown technically, but when your fighter was... stops fighting back, you stop the match. Yeah. And, and he let it go like another, what, like three minutes. Probably so. Yeah. That, that fight went two and a half minutes longer than it should have. It really was. It was insane. It really was. I mean, he was just, like you said, the guy wasn't really fighting back at that point. He was basically in a protective mode. He was trying he was. to protect himself as much as he could. And he was just yep. getting pounded. And every once in a while he'd move. And it wasn't like he was moving to make an offensive move. He was moving to be in a better position to defend his ribs or something to keep exactly from just yeah. killed. Yeah, he was not moving in a manner that he was trying to get back out and, and fight. He was trying to readjust and soften the blows that were coming. It was. It was pretty crazy. So that I, was ridiculous. It was. Another one of the fights that I really enjoyed was in the prelims was the Prochaska against the Vulcan guy. I really enjoyed that. That, that Prochaska guy was such a sarcastic. He just smiling and dancing around. I was like, oh, this dude's going to get his ass whooped. And yeah, I wish I wouldn't have missed that. I, and uh, he like uh, he actually, you know, he pulled it off. I mean, top, I think out of his first 15 fights, they had all been first round wins. Yeah. Something like that. And then, you know, the first time he had gone to the second round and then he just started and he was catching stuff with his face like he was a catcher's Oh, man. no, wait. That was the one I caught. I didn't catch the one that the guy put the other dude in the uh, no, I didn't see the, the anaconda. anaconda. Yeah, anaconda this was the one where the, yeah, he was talking all, or he was acting so smug and everything, and he was yeah. throwing wild punches and just and, swinging from his hip and just yeah. you know bombs he was trying to throw. And I told you, it just takes one. It and just that's takes what one. Happened. And he he caught him, and then there yeah. you go. That's all it was. That was an entertaining fight. The anaconda took out one. That was a good one too. That dude got him wrapped up and he squeezed him out and i thought i thought there for a second he killed i can't remember what the net who was in that fight i can't remember who that was but man he had that guy he was out and he was out for a few seconds before it seemed like before they called the fight and it was uh he was i was concerned i was like oh he may have killed this man <laughs> he wow. may have maybe have actually choked him out he got his toes caught in there in the uh in the chain link of the cage as well oh, you know like after he got choked out uh, the guy jumped off of him and was trying to raise his feet to uh, to help him get the blood circulating back to his brain to get him yeah. to get up before the referee before medics got in there to help him because medics like stormed in because it was it was it was pretty bad. Wow! But his feet got his feet he couldn't get his feet lifted quick enough because his feet were stuck in the in the chain link. It was like his toes curled <laughs> up and they just like locked in on the fence. It was the craziest thing. I've never seen That's anything like nuts. that. So I guess and the one other fight that I want to mention too is that Holloway. Holloway got screwed. Oh, yeah. I don't know how yeah. in the hell he did not win that fight. That yeah, dude won that fight. I don't give a crap what those judges say. It Holloway is the most ridiculous it. thing. He won that fight, and he was robbed. Agree he should be that. the champion right now. That was that just was, absolutely insane. That was a biased decision for sure. Yeah, that was that was totally just a screw over, man, on that. I, I, I still just can't believe thinking about that. That was bad. Yeah, that one in the uh, – yeah, that was just bad. That was really bad. I don't see how that happened. I just don't get it. The uh, the Van Zant was a letdown too. Uh, you know, everybody kind of was thinking Van Zant was going to yeah. get there and, and wreck this girl. I thought Paige would be able to – do a way better and job than that, but man, it, she it just got even, wasn't even a competition. Nope, that lady had her and dominated from the very beginning. She yep. just Rivas is or, or not Rivas, yeah, Rivas or Rivas. Uh, she uh, she dominated Rivas. from work go, man, from, from work go, and and really, uh, Paige, the way that it was going, Paige was lucky that it ended in just an armbar. Yeah, I mean, it could really. easily ended in a knockout, and that armbar looked brutal, man. It was. Yeah flat she had it really extended out man i god i couldn't imagine i bet her her shoulder and arm and everything was just 
still probably hurting today still probably from that probably so he got her yeah. good yeah i was a little disappointed in in in, in page on that one um you know because i really wanted her to win i like her i think she's she's a kind of a fun person so that was kind of disappointing know, but it was disappointing and, and um it may very well affect whether she gets another contract now she had I'm, such a poor performance that yeah. may affect her getting a, a renewal of the ufc she may end up having to go somewhere else to fight now yep i agree with that i think that's, that's, that's kind a shame of, that was her last fight in, in ufc i'm pretty sure at least for now you know maybe she gets somewhere else and then works her way back up yeah. Um, the title fight, though, like you were talking about, the Usman versus uh, Masvidal, it was just, you know, all the anticipation, all the hype, everything. And, man, it was just like you said, just slowed down, ground and pound. You could tell Masvidal yeah. was not in the shape that he needed to be in. Yeah, he wore down quick um, and just took a beating. So, I mean, you, you get a big guy that, laying man. on top of you for five rounds. Yeah, 25 minutes. I mean, what do you do about that? I mean, and, you know, he, he got the fight on six days notice. Yeah, uh, he did say he wasn't training. Um, so you know, there's all that that goes with. It. Now he got paid well, I will say that, but you can tell he's not satisfied with that. He, he's already clamoring for a rematch. He wants, he wants a rematch. rematch. I would love to see a rematch between the two of them. It give him the chance to uh, really work out and prepare for a few months and get ready to go and see what can happen. That would be a, a fun fight to watch if it actually. I don't well, know no, exactly does it, because does it does it change? Did, he did really well. Um, in in blocking a lot of the takedowns. So if he had better time to train and get prepared uh, for Usman, I think he would he would have a good chance of winning that match. One thing I will suggest between if, if he gets a rematch, one of the things I will suggest for him is to go to the doctor maybe the week before and get some sort of collagen injections in the top of his foot. Right. <laughs> he'll he'll pad his foot. That, do something with the Blasco's foot stomps. Oh my God, it was the uh, craziest thing to see. I mean, I get it as part of it, but like like you said, we saw at the end of the fight, he had something like 289 total strikes, and we're like, what? Where? How did he have? He didn't have that many. Strikes. And it was all those foot stomps. They counted like every one of those as a foot stri- as a strike. Foot stomps each round. So it was, yeah, it was insane. It was the most insane thing. And I've seen a lot of other fighters do that, and you know, it's all part of it. You know the you know they don't outlaw it, so why not? But I think they should. I saw his feet today. Oh you man, know, he, he's like, oh, he can't man, walk. My foot hurts so bad. I can't walk. I can't put my shoes on. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was just ugly. Those toes are probably all bruised and purple and dark colored and green and everything today. Nasty. Yeah. Lots of fun. Oh, yeah, but yeah, you, hopefully he'll get that rematch and we'll see a better fight next time. I hope so too, man. I hope we do get to see it. I'm looking forward to the next. I really have. Uh, I've always enjoyed UFC, but. I don't know if it's just because COVID, you know, there's not much more going on. I have really, really enjoyed the UFC matches and the fights. I've been watching, I've probably watched more UFC since they restarted than I probably have my entire lifetime. I'd agree with that. Yeah. You know, there's, and like you said, I think it's part of it because there's nothing else on. So I think that maybe he's giving us something. He's giving us something. He's, he's pulling in the money, pulling in the big dollars. Yeah, yeah. But I've enjoyed UFC 251. Looking forward to the next event. I know um, you and I and Sosa are talking about doing it again and, and running it back and watching UFC 252. So we'll see how that goes and look forward to that card and has it shaping up and get ready. And I think that's at the end of July. So maybe just a few weeks. I think, I think, when no, I think it was the middle of August. This is the middle of August. So yeah. like maybe four or five weeks then from now. So that's, right. that's not too far, man. And shoot, by then, basketball may be rolling by then. Hopefully you got baseball rolling by then. You know, all that stuff's going on. So it may not be as uh, entertaining as it was once before but good props up to uh, dana for getting his stuff going yep all right man let's go on to the next one man we got our uh carrie's interesting sports stats or interesting sports subjects excuse me didn't mean to mess up the name there 
So what you got for us this week, man? I know you're always bringing the heat on this one. What you got? So going along with the uh, Tiger Woods thing theme there, I'm sticking with golf on this one. Um, mentioned before, Tiger Woods is tied with Sam Snead for 82 wins. Uh, Tiger's also got 15 major wins um, in 24-year span. Um, so I was curious, well, who's the best golfer or who's what golfer has won the most matches without winning a major? And I tell you what, it had to go way back in time. So Harry Cooper has won 31 golf, you know, pro golf games um, between the years 1923 and 1939. So a 17 year spread. 31 wins, no majors. Wow. Thought, wow, that's that's a lot of wins to have no majors. Yeah, and, and of course, back in 1923, what were they making on the golf tour? You know, obviously he was doing oh. something and he was making a living on it. Could you imagine if, if you did that nowadays, you'd still make a pretty good amount of coin. Oh, yeah. There's, um, I was looking, there was another guy. Gosh, dang it, now I can't find it. Uh, but he had like 25 wins uh, and he's Here's in the modern day. How close did he come to winning a major? Did he even play second? Did he even get close to winning a major? That would be a good question. You know, I did not even look that up. They'd be curious to know, you know, did he just come close and never never capitalize on it, or did he just fold when it came to major championships? That'd be interesting to know. That's it. He chokes. Exactly. He's a big <laughs> choker, man. He's a, he's Latrell Sprewell. He just chokes things. Let's see. He actually he finished in 1927. He got second in the U.S. Open. Okay, and looks to so be he had his a shot. closest. Um, and then in the Masters, he ca- he got a second and uh, another second. Okay, so he had a couple opportunities so to maybe capitalize on. He, it. he, he just got close, did. just so he's, not he's quite the, over the hump. So what's that? Three of them used to. So he's the Jim Kelly. Oh. <laughs> That's it. The Jim Kelly, Dan Marino guy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's yeah. he's 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 talented. He's just not he's just not a champion. He's just not a champion. That's <laughs> <laughs> wow. well, you know, 31, 31 tour wins is pretty impressive in my book. I mean that I, I don't I, know, that's that's impressive, but Tiger Woods is eighty two. Well, Tiger Woods is on another that's planet. The guy's nuts. an alien. He's not even from here. I mean, he's he got dropped off on on a spaceship somewhere. I mean, it's, he's not he's not human. No, by any means. And just give you, you know, Sam Snead is eight eighty two. Jack Nicholson or uh, Nicholas uh, seventy three. Uh, Arnold yeah. Palmer is at sixty two. So he he passed up, you know, a lot of these greats with ease. And like like we were talking earlier. He missed many, many years with injuries. And stuff. There was a so, couple times he had a back injury followed by a torn ACL, followed by another back injury. It was yeah. just his back has been tore up. And for somebody who's in such good shape and takes care of himself so well, it's shocking to see. But you know how it is, man. These guys, anybody who gets a back injury, that thing is oh, just it's it's never the back. same. Yeah. I don't care what you do to it. It's, it's just never quite the same. Yep. If someone can ever come up with some sort of procedure to make that a as you know as normal as a torn ACL is nowadays, man they could make a lot of money man yeah. these athletes it's amazing so there you go so well man I, you brought it again that was a good one i i think that's pretty cool man we found our uh our jim kelly of the pga that's it <laughs> so it's important to have that that's great i'm sorry harry, Sosa harry cooper yeah i swear this is a Sosa's like favorite uh favorite segment of the show every week harry cooper man he sounds like a character off of like how i met your mother or something like that <laughs> like Sounds like he's yeah, a guy. That's a cool name. Yeah, it is like Harry Cooper. What's your name? My name is Harry. Co- it's a cool name. I like that. Harry Cooper. Like, we were gonna have private, a kid. Private Eye. Harry Cooper. Harry. Co- Harry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Harry Cooper. Private Eye. That's funny. 
All right, man, let's move on to the next subject. We've got our breakdown of the Big Ten. We were going to do the Big Ten East last week, but, you know, we got the show going a little long, so we decided to combine the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West this week. Uh, go ahead and give me – what's your breakdown for the uh, for the placement of the Big East, uh, uh, Big Ten East? Well, I think Ohio State's probably going to take it um, for – well, you said East, right? Yeah, you're, you're right. right. We'll just – yeah. So I, I think Ohio State's going to win the whole, the whole Big Ten. So they'll uh, – They'll do good. I think Penn State and Wisconsin are going to both do really well. Uh, but I think it's going to be it's going to come down to, to Ohio State and probably Wisconsin in the uh, and this is all dependent on how they play, you know, because they've already announced that they're dropping off their their pre or their uh, non conference schedules. Um, so we still got to yeah, look I mean, and see what kind of schedule they're going to put together for these teams. Exactly. It really depends on how they do that. They play, do they end up playing a 10 game schedule? Do they play a 12 game schedule and play everybody in the division? How are they going to do that? Yeah. And so they really kind of threw on conference. You, they, they threw a kink in the whole plan, you know, how this is going to play out. I still think even if they did, a, you know, conference games and they, and they did say 10 games against conference teams, I still say that Ohio State's the best one to, to win it all. So oh, I agree with you. I think Ohio State's the class of the, of that conference. There's, I don't really, I think it's Ohio State and everybody else, unfortunately. I, I think yeah. Wisconsin's a close second. Um, they're, they're always gritty. They're always grimy. They always got that, that good defense and, and pound the run. Um, but that new quarterback they have, it'll be interesting to see how things go there. Um, how do you have, what do you, what do you think about Michigan in the East? Do you think they're going to do anything at all? Or you think they're going to be an afterthought? You know, every time you think Michigan's going to do well, they'll choke somewhere along the line. Uh, but I think this year, I think they're going to get it together and they're going to make it tight. They're going to, they're going to put in some, some really good wins in there. Um, I still think they'll lose to Ohio State. Uh, which I hate because I'd rather – I don't care for Ohio State, and I'd rather see Michigan win that. So let me piggyback off that. If you got – say you got Michigan, again, losing to Ohio State, yep. again, not winning the Big Ten East, is that John Harbaugh's – is that is that Jim Harbaugh's last uh, Man, last year coaching to Michigan? Or are we going how much longer is he going to get? He can't keep losing to Ohio State. That's and, true. I mean, yeah. that's the one game he's he's got to win on a consistent basis. They'll let him get away with a lot of other stuff. But losing to Ohio State over and over and over again, it, that's going to cost him. Um, if, if he loses this one and doesn't running, lose right? his job, I think that's the last one. He'll be allowed to lose. Yeah, I think I'm with you, man. I, it, this is this is if this ain't it, it's it's definitely the next time. Yeah, you can't. I mean, he literally he's legit could lose this game next year, and then next year show up and go ten and three or ten and two, and one of those games be Ohio State, and potentially could be in trouble. Yeah, especially and, if, that, if that keeps them from making the Big Ten East. If they and I really see him going ten and two this year. Um, depending on well, take out so maybe eight and two. Um, if they yeah. do a 10 game season um, and same with Penn state and Wisconsin, I see them all with the two loss, uh, two losses in there. Um, I'm going to, I'm, I've got a dark horse in the West. I think Iowa has a shot with their new quarterback and the new system they're running. I think not a new system, but the new quarterback they got, he showed, he, I think he's got some chance to really make some noise. He's got some nice weapons and they, they could sneak up and bite Wisconsin, you know, on, on any day. I think they got a, they got a shot at winning that West. And if they get into the championship game, it could be, it'll be against Ohio State. I don't think they'll have right. a chance against Ohio State, but I could think they got a shot at one in the West against a Wisconsin. But I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I think my, my pick is Ohio State. <clears throat> Excuse me, is Ohio State to win the whole thing in the conference. 
but I think and my my championship game for them is Ohio State against Wisconsin as well. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I see that going. I'd be interested to see how 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 Frost does in Nebraska this year too. How they going to do? Are they going to get any better? You know, did he did he screw up by going home? Should he have stayed? At, you know, in Florida at in, in and stayed there and just had that dominant of a team in that division for that long period of time, or did he screw up and go home to Nebraska, or, or would you have gone home to Nebraska if given the chance? Man, going back to your all alma mater, I think is is really it's hard to pass up on. Um, so. It's hard to say that he screwed up. No, I don't think so. You, you, I mean, it's only you got to go back to your home. Yeah, and it's only second season. He still got time. Um, I know in Nebraska, it's win now type mentality. But they haven't been they haven't been a dominant force in college football for, for a long, long time. Uh, yeah, if he can do anything there and get them respectable and at least get them contending for a Big Ten championship, yep. I think he's doing an amazing job. Yeah, it's, I mean it's, they love him there as well. Yeah, they do. They love him there. The the people love him there. And I, and really, I think if if the school tried to get rid of him, uh, the students would probably back him up, uh, just like the way that uh, oh, what's his name got backed up at LSU, uh, Oregon, um, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. You know the football players and the students were like up in arms about the school trying to let him go, and you know they were right. Yeah, and it won the national championship of it, right? Exactly. I mean, he could end up being there as long as Osborne. I mean, he, he if he wins, he could be there as long as he wants to be there. I mean, he could be there long enough to get a statue put outside the stadium. It'd be nice to see them. I always kind of liked Nebraska, especially because when you know when they were doing so good, you know they were running that wishbone and just beating people down. Could you imagine in today's college football with all this running guns, some team coming out and just being a dominant wishbone offense, just smash, just a smash just mouth, smash yeah. mouth against these guys? And just yeah. could you imagine that? That would be big fun offensive line, and then you know just a good you know, quarterback, you know, somebody like uh, who did they have back then? It was so good. Dominant uh, couch. Yeah. He's a had big Tim guy couch. They had just, Tommy Frazier. Yeah. They had Scott Frost. They had all those dudes. Yeah. They're just one after another during that time frame. I would love to see that kind of football come back. I love Tommy Frazier. I always thought Tommy Frazier was amazing at Nebraska. I always liked watching him play. Yeah. He was good. All right, cool. So that's our big Tim wrap up. Um, so, so what do you think about that? All right. Well, oh, nothing yep. from Sosa. So exactly. we'll just, uh, yeah, you know, no information on the Big Ten from Sosa. So we'll just move on to the next thing. Uh, the next thing is actually my spot that cooks 56 cents. Oh, I got a little bit this week. Uh, let's hear it. It's not as good as last week. I met Dan Marino. I, I did some deep diving last week with the statistics on that. You did. You got to stay out of that genre there. You know, that's my, yeah. my lane. This is, this is a little, this is a little stay in your lane. This, I'm staying in my lane this week, Mullins. I'm staying in my lane this week. This one to me just it just got my nerves with these these players that that broke the bubble protocol. Did oh, you hear yeah. about these guys that yes. broke the bubble protocol? So yeah. you got uh, you got uh, Rashawn Holmes from the Kings who broke protocol. Do you know why he broke the protocol? Wait, he wanted a cheeseburger. He he met with the Uber driver and went outside the bubble to meet the Uber driver to get his food. <laughs> that was pretty dumb to begin with. The worst wow. thing was was Bruno Caboclo from the Rockets. This dude, when they got there, they were all towed initially. You cannot leave your room. You have to stay in your room. We'll bring anything and everything you possibly need. Right. Dude leaves his room and goes to get a bucket of ice. Wow. A bucket of ice cost him 10 more days in quarantine. He is a he's not Ridiculous. even a he's not even a role player on the Rockets. This dude is a bench player. He needs to be yeah. doing everything perfect. You don't have that luxury of screwing up. You're no. not you're not one of the role players. You're not a key role. Model. 
you know, that's that kind of crap will get your butt cut, you know. Yeah. Especially in football, you're gone for stupid stuff like that. Right. And neither one of these guys are, are contributors, big-time contributors. They're all role – well, I don't even know if Bruno's a role player. Like I said, he's a bench player. But Rashawn, at least he's some sort of bench player. He has a little bit of time in there. But both of these guys are now having to serve another 10 days in quarantine while these teams are already in practice, they're getting ready for the for the season's kicking off. Uh, I think in two weeks is when they kick off. The 24th, I think, is when they kick off. I'm sorry, the 28th is when they kick off. So two weeks right. almost. Um, yeah, so yeah that's, these, a, that's guys, that one thing. You've got one job. Exactly. Stay in you, your room. Stay in your room. And it's not like you're, you're at freaking Disney World. You know, you're an NBA player. Come on. I mean, show some level of professionalism. I don't understand. Right. All you had to do is stay in your room. And you didn't have to cross the bubble to get your damn Uber Eats, too, either, man. Nope. You know, the dude could have come. And, and literally, if I read correctly, it's it was literally like a 50-yard break. It was like wow. a 50-yard breach is how far he went. And it wasn't like he was gone. He literally walked 50 yards, grabbed his food, and walked back 50 yards. And that cost him 10 days. Wow. I mean, they you know, Ridiculous. You know how stringent they're being. They have everybody monitored. Everybody has a bracelet on. They're tracking. Everybody. Oh, are they really? I didn't see that. You have bracelets wow. on. If, if you When you leave your room and you're walking around, they know what doors you went in. They know who you've been around. They're wow. using this to do contact tracing as well. So when you're standing next to people in the hallway, it starts beeping when you're 10 feet close to someone. Dang. When feet, some, six feet close to someone, it just goes nuts. And it registers all that stuff and sends it back to the to the NBA you know, COVID-19 headquarters. And they're tracking all that crap. And if you keep doing that kind of stuff, you get nailed with a, with a fine. You get nailed with all kinds of stuff. And it could end you up in quarantine as well. But that's how they're doing the tracking. If someone ends up testing positive while in the bubble, they know who you've been around and how long you were around them. Wow. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's pretty impressive. Don't they break even, the bubble. Exactly. Don't break the bubble. And they even uh, stated, uh, was it uh, uh, Spolza, uh, Eric Spolza, for, that's not his last name, Eric, um, gosh, I can't remember, the, the Miami Heat's head coach, Eric Spolza, I think his name is, I can't remember his last name. Anyways, he was talking about how impressive it was about how even people are not even breathing the same air that the NBA players are breathing. They have oh, wow. like people when they come on site from outside sources, yeah, wearing containment suits Holy with moly. their with their own oxygen like a fireman, That's bringing crazy. it, bringing in supplies. That way, they don't even have that level of option of air coming out and contaminating some. That is crazy. How insane is that? Now you can only do this in like what the NBA and maybe PGA or something, something with small numbers. You couldn't right. do this on an NFL level no. or. Or I'm even Major League Baseball on a team. Yeah, no, no way. I mean, can't do that. Plus all the coaches so, and everything. Coaching and staff and trainers and yeah. film crews and you name it. I mean, there's there's literally probably 150 people involved in a team every week with, with everything that goes on. Right. So, yeah, these dudes here just drove me nuts. It's like, come on, man. You had one job. You, you had to stay <laughs> in your quarantine. You knew what the rules were. Everybody was telling you not to do that. You knew they were tracking you. Come on, man. Do do what you need to do and handle your business. This will get you cut and you could lose your contract, man, at the end of the season. If you if you got another contract coming up and you don't want to miss a contract in the NBA, that stuff's guaranteed, man. Yeah, that's it's crazy. insane, man. It really is. Yep. Well, Somebody's going to get their butts cut. Watch. It'll end up being, you know, Bruno or somebody at the end of the season will end up getting cut. And, and you know, it's just like Jimmy Johnson used to say, you know, it, there's always different rules for every player, right? But if, right. You're, if, you're, if you're not a star player, the rules are different for you. Yep. Like John Roper falling asleep, you know, during the meeting, he got cut. You know, if it had been Troy Aitman, he said he'd walk in and be like, hey, Troy, wake up, you know. Yeah. This dude can very much have it the same matters. thing happen. <laughs> It can matter. You know, this dude could get cut and get fired or, you know, not renewed his contract. Very so, interesting. Know, I like that. That's, very crazy. Uh, that's a good rant. It's like, come on, man. Do your job. You're just getting do paid, Do your dude. job, man. God, it's, it's just do your job. Simple enough to stay in your room. And they're bringing your food to you. All right, we, enough of that, enough of that. So, all right. Like, so, bring me prime rib every day. 
Mouse exactly right here. Well, that was one of the things they were complaining about too. Was talking about how the the meals are all prepackaged in the first eight days, of the, or first ten days of quarantine. It's all prepackaged stuff, so there's nothing fresh. Oh and wow! They, they didn't want to have any contamination. But after well, you yeah. get out of the quarantine, then you have options, and you can get you a good steak if you want a steak. So man, just do what you're supposed to do. Suffer through the ten days and go on about your business, man. You're exactly. there to play basketball. Stay in your hotel room. It's not going to do it. I'm sure there's people playing PlayStation, Xbox. You got something to do. You got something to do. Yep. All right, man. So on to our uh, next to last subject, the NFC South. Doing a breakdown of them this week as well. We did uh, the AFC South last week. This week we're focusing on the NFC South, gearing up for the NFL season coming up. What you got, Mullins? What's your thoughts and takes on the NFC South? This is going to be an interesting one because, you know, you got a new uh, some guy in in Tampa Bay now. I don't know. What was his name? Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay, yeah, uh, Tom something. I can't yeah. remember who that guy is. Some dude so, that was wrapped in like a seventh round or something on it. Yeah, you know, nobody special. And so it's going to make the, the NFC South quite interesting. Um, I still believe in the Saints. Still think they're going to take it because um, I just don't see the Buccaneers with Tom Brady gelling that quick. Um, so – I think it's going to be um, the Saints take it, uh, followed by the Buccaneers, and then the Falcons, and then uh, the Panthers. They might win a game. Who knows? Oh, man. <laughs> we got the same thing there, man. I've got, I got the Saints, Bucks, Falcons, and Panthers in that order as well, man. I, I'm with you, though. I think the Buccaneers – and this is the thing I think about the Bucks. I think that they're not going to have the ability to gel like they really, really want to at the beginning of the season. You know, Yeah, they've been doing these little workouts here and there, but they're not going to have the training camp that they really want. They didn't right. have the – they're not going to have the two-a-days. They're not going to have the ETAs, all that kind of stuff that they normally would have. Yep. So I think they're going to be feeling a lot of that out during the season, and they're going to have some losses here and there that's you know maybe not something that they would normally lose if they had had time to, change, to really gel. Yeah, I agree with, with that. that I, I still got them going 10-6. and six. I still, yeah, I can see them having a decent season. And I think they're going to be a team to reckon with once they get to the playoffs. Because I right. think once they've got the season under their belt and they really get the gelling and really get to going, I, I don't think you're going to want to play them in the playoffs. They're going to have that all kinds of offensive weapons. They're going to have a strong run game. They have a really nice defense. Are they going to be able to make the playoffs? I don't know. Ten and six, I think, gets you in. But that extra yes. card, the extra wild card, you're going to have to travel. And that game travels, that running game and everything, and that that you know running game, strong defense, it, it could play really well. It all really depends on how that defense shapes out. And you know, everybody talks right. about that defense was so good last year, so good. They were just they're awesome. They're going to be even better this year. Well, let's see. It's a new season. We won't know for sure until they get on the field. I'm also with you on the yeah. Saints, though. I think the Saints are, are going to go 11 and five. I think they win the division. Yeah. I think that uh, they've underachieved the last two years, and I think Drew Brees is like going to will this team to a potential at least NFC Championship game. Yeah, I think he has a feeling of you know he's he's got to get back out there and prove some stuff because they've underachieved for a few years and I mean they got screwed against St. Louis. Got yeah, got screwed. And then and last so. year Minnesota just rip their heart out at the end of the game. Right. So, so you know, they're, they're a little ticked off. And so I think they got something to prove. They definitely have something to prove. So Drew Brees, I think is going to really lead this team. Um, I, I could see a 12 and four. I could see that. I could see them going 12 and four as well. So it, I think Vegas has their, their win toll at 10 and a half. Right. They're over under at 10 and a half. I think is what it was. The Falcons, eh, nothing special there in my opinion, man. They're the Falcons. They're, yeah. they're, they're just, they're, they're, they are they're the average. They, exactly. They are the legitimate definition of mediocre. They are just going to be, they are plain bean salad, man. They're just, they're not going to do squat. I don't think I, I had them at eight and eight. I, I do. I just don't see them. I don't think they'll be bad enough to have a losing record, but I don't think they'll be good enough to have any wins. Right. And then the Panthers, man, they're just wasting Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. The I dude know. is just wasting away in. in so wish the Cowboys had him. 
Oh, that would be so awesome with Matt Rule. So, I mean, well, how would you work that with the Cowboys with him and Zeke? How would you do that? Man, you can put McCaffrey anywhere. So, light them both up in there and then, you know, spread McCaffrey out and use him as a receiver. Or be, that would be sick. You know, just those little dunks to him. Oh, my God. You could use that would be so sick. many ways. Oh, man. That's, that's so versatile. I, I know a, a team that could really use him very well because they don't have a very good running back in their playoff game. That'd be the Texans. Oh, God. Holy no. crap. I couldn't imagine <laughs> Sean Watson with uh, Christian McCaffrey. I'd be excited about that, too. That'd make me wet my pants. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Carolina is just wasting him. It's, it's so sad. We'll see what happens with Matt Rule being there. I mean, they're also not going to do anything this year. And who knows if they'll even be in position to do anything next year. I know a lot of teams are making quick turnarounds nowadays and, and doing things like that. And maybe Matt Rule is the is the one. There's a lot of hype behind him. Everybody and their grandma wanted him. Everybody says he's the next one. He's the next big-time coach. Yeah. seemed to have a good coaching staff that he put together. Seems like he's got a lot of pull down there with the GM as well. You know, he's, I mean, he got Cam Newton out of town. I, I really think that he was the reason Cam Newton was gone. I think they really wanted to start fresh. They got Teddy Bridgewater, brought him in. We'll see what happens. It'd be interesting to see what happens. But they ain't nothing going to happen this year. I even, no, I haven't gone six it. and 10, and I think that's, that's a, a stretch in my six opinion. And, no, I was looking way lower than that, three and 13, maybe. Yeah, I could yeah, see that as well. It, they're, they're going to struggle hard. So, what do you think of this division overall? Is this one of the tougher divisions, or is this kind of in the middle? Or what's yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to put them in the middle um just because you do have two really good teams um you know i mean tampa bay's kind of up in the air on what they're going to be able to do but you know tom brady always wins something so they're still going to get some some wins in there maybe uh 10 and 6 maybe 11 5 uh so it'll be interesting to see what they can pull off but um yeah i'll put this this conference in the or this division in the middle um, you know if the texans and the cowboys can't make the super bowl for some reason which i think the dallas cowboys have a legitimate shot of making yep. the Super Bowl this year. Agreed. Texans would be a far stretch. They got a shot. They could get hot and make a run. But those two teams aside, I think that, you know, having those stars align and having the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl <laughs> would just be <laughs> that would so be and, insane. And how, and how many people would there be rooting for Tom Brady? Because everybody hates Belichick. Nobody wants to see Belichick win another ring. And who would you be rooting for? Would you want Belichick to win it without Tom or would you want Tom to win it without Belichick? You know, so – the narrative and the storyline on that would be pretty awesome. It would be pretty fun. That would probably be, be one of the most weekend. watched Super Bowls ever. I think you're right. I think that would be one of the fun weekends to have. Now, there would be have to be a lot of things that happen, but I could see it happen. The Patriots, yeah. you never know with those dudes. They can get on a win streak and get rolled, and they got Cam in there. You just never know with You them. never know. Yeah. Same thing with the, the Bucks, with, with Tom Brady. You just don't know with that guy. Now, watch yeah. this this year. They'll both go 6-10 and 10 or some crap, and neither one of the teams will make the playoffs, and that will be <laughs> hilarious as well. I would love that just as much. So I would, either, too. It'd be just – Either they both go with six and ten or they both get to the Super Bowl. That would be great. That would be fantastic. I would enjoy that just as much. Well, that's the the last of our normal subjects. I'll, I'll, I'm going to pull a Brandon Sosa and throw a curveball out here on this last question. Let's do uh, it. You know, it's kind of a uh, topic that we already have here in a way because, you know, Brandon's out on vacation on assignment. Where Where is yes. your go-to vacation spot? Go to vacation. You know, um, I did like he did a few few years ago when went up into Colorado and did some some hiking in the mountains, and that was probably my one of my favorites. I love going up into the mountains. I've been in the mountains in Colorado and Northern California, and I just love it in in the mountains. If if we moved anywhere from where we live right now, it would have to be somewhere close to mountains. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So that would you know, be great. Beaches are fun. Here and there, but put me up in the mountains, away from people. My dad used to take a hunting trip 
to Colorado every year where they, they drove in and brought their own horses and went on, went in on a horse. They were gone for like two weeks and it was back. Oh, yeah. They didn't have cell phones or anything. So it was just like, all right, well, I'll see you in two weeks whenever you get back, you know? So if something was to happen, you'd never even know it. You know, they'd right. be back out in the middle of the woods somewhere. But yeah, my, my go-to spot is uh, Penny and I went to Oregon back in 2017. And I just, the Pacific Northwest, man, I just absolutely fell in love with it. I it's beautiful, it for sure. It's just absolutely beautiful. I love Oregon. Lincoln City, if you ever get a chance to go to Lincoln City, go to Lincoln City. It's a, they got all kinds of cool shops. You know, everybody likes that kind of stuff. But my favorite thing we did when we were there was the, they make these glass bulbs that are used, they're normally used for fishing is what they're used. They're, they're basically okay. bulbs for fishing. They float in the water, but they also take them to another level and make them really high art type ones. They're all kinds oh, of wow. colors, mixed up colors. You can actually go to the glass shop there and pay, I think, 75 bucks and make your own one. That's you know, cool. You roll your own glass and blow your own glass and you get to pick the different colors. That's cool. But during this year, between December and April, every day, it's this, this thing they do. It, I think it's not every day. It's, it's like three days a week. But those on those days of the week, they put out something like 60 of those bulbs all over the beaches in, that, in Lincoln City area. Oh, wow. And you, you have to go out there and you look for them. And, I mean, we went out there two days in a row looking for them. And then people were just out there in droves looking for these things, man. And it's like... Like Easter egg hunt. Very much, but like even more. There's, we talked to a guy there who li- who'd lived there for the last 30 years, and he's never gotten one whoa yeah he says it's, it's it's a rare thing to get them because um, you got you know hey you have all the local folks who are fighting for them and now it's become so popular you got all these people coming in from out of the state wow out of the city and now that's not a city it's a town coming from out of town to come there and, and specifically be there we even planned our trip around it that way we could be there for it so we could try to get one we weren't lucky enough to find one however i did buy one so i could bring one home okay. so i'd have one so i actually right. got two of them Actually, I bought three, and I gave one away to a colleague at work, and my wife almost beat me over it. <laughs> That's <laughs> I right. I know. I, I, she, this lady <laughs> had painted so many things for us, and I was like, I, I think this would be really cool to give it to her, and I gave it to her, and it happened to be the one that my wife really liked. I almost got killed over it. Wow. But yeah, Oregon is, is my go-to. I'm with you, man. I, I just love the topography there. Is There's so much uneven elevation. Right. You know, the mountains and, and the low plains and everything. It's just it's just beautiful there. In Colorado, I like as well, too. I like the mountains as well. I haven't really been in the mountains up in North uh, California like you have, but, uh, you know, it's a uh, pretty yeah, cool Yeah, you stuff. know, Mount, Mount Shasta and Mount Lazen, um, both really cool places. Uh, that's where we went in Northern California. Um, so, yeah, I just – and what's really cool is when you're driving through these mountains, you can see one lake that's, you know, crystal blue, just yeah. gorgeous. And then the next lake's like an emerald green. And then, you know, everything is just so different from, from spot to spot. Oh, that was the it's biggest just, thing for me, too, was – Penny always used to make fun. She used to say, you, the, the Galveston's not the ocean. That was, her whole family right. says that. Galveston's not the ocean. I'm like, well, yes, it is the ocean. No, no, no. It's not the ocean. Pacific Ocean is the ocean. You wait till you get up there. When you see that, that's the ocean. And the, the, the difference in the clarity of the water and all the things that you can see swimming and the sea anemones and all that kind oh, of yeah. stuff, it, it's absolutely insane. It really is. It's right. I've told, my, matter of fact, there's a place there, Fogarty Beach is literally my favorite place on planet Earth. Nice. If, if I could just have a chair and sit on that beach at Fogarty Park, I'd be a happy man. I would love to go back since losing all my weight too and climb that big ass rock at Fogarty Park too. That's what I want. Oh, I want to do that too. That's cool. something I want to do. I'm going to go back and go climb that big ass rock. That would be pretty cool. Not going to have Taco Tuesday though. Not Taco Tuesday. What? I'm going to do some crab and then get me some crabs. You know, I'm not big on crabs. It's... 
not my forte. It would be fun I'm going fishing good. for them, though. That would be fun, yeah. Maybe not eating them, but yeah, it'd be like just big crawfish. So, uh, I'll go catch some some crabs, and then I'll eat the tacos. You're going to eat the tacos? Yeah. Wow. Taco Tuesday with you and Sosa, man. That's good it. grief, man. It's always about the tacos. Tacos life, right? That, it, for real, man. I, I can eat tacos every day. I could eat tacos every day. Well, you know, it's back in the day, like we did our chicken challenge, you know, we'd see how many days we could eat chicken in a row. I could, we, if we ever did that with tacos, we'd still be eating tacos. For real. Nobody would ever have stop. A, have like a 20 year streak of tacos every day. <laughs> well, man, that's it for this week. That's the last of it. Uh, you got anything you want to say before we head out, Mullins? Uh, just a shout out to Sosa. Can't wait till it gets back. Yep. Sosa uh, wasn't a full team, but hope we, we did it proper this week and held it down without you being here. Don't forget to reach out to us on uh, Gmail at offourgame at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter at offourgame and everything else, man. Y'all have a great week and we'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace.